Welcome to No Pile No Podcast and Armada Fancast, where we talk all things Jacksonville Armada. In this episode, we're going to take a look at the uh, recent Jacksonville FC U19 versus Flagler. Um, we have uh, former Armada U23, Toby McCallum. And we also have a visit from someone who's a blast from the past who doesn't like to lose. So he don't lose. So this uh, episode, we have myself, Daniel Dad Johnson, along with Derek. Hey, what's going on, everyone? And everybody's favorite Scottish guy, Ian. Evening, gentlemen, and Derek. <laughs> well, that, 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 that is everyone's favorite until they listen to this upcoming episode. And then Ian, um, Ian's jumping in and getting in on my dad jokes, so... Props to you, and props to you for that. All right, so we're going to start out with, um, we just sat down with uh, Toby McCollum and uh, had a few words, so join us now for that. And joining us now is Armada U23 player Toby McCollum. Toby, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Thanks so much for having me on the right, well, podcast. Well, good. Thank you for uh, taking a little bit of time to join us. So um, we have a few questions for you, and um, I guess I'll start off first. Um, yeah. So for those of our listeners who don't know, you were born in Edinburgh, Scotland, I correct? Yeah, even though I don't sound it, I am Scottish. That is <laughs> one of my favorite cities in, uh, in Scotland, been there uh, uh-huh. dozens of times. Um, uh-huh. You grew up in Singapore, Singapore until you were 12. Um, when, um, yeah. when, did you, when did you move to Singapore? What age? Um, so... Yeah, I spent most of my, actually most of my family spent um, most of their lives in Southeast Asia. So I, my sister was born in Singapore. I was obviously born in Scotland and moved there when I was about three. Um, But my parents have been on and off in Singapore for about 25 years. So kind of coming back from the UK, back and forth, altogether about 25 years. And then I did school there until I was about uh, 13, 12, 13. And then I got sent off to boarding school. Um, but my parents were still there for a little bit. So I probably did a good, a good 13, 14, 15 years in Singapore. Um, but yeah, my sister was born there and finished her school there. So, um, most of us spent obviously a good bringing of art bringing in, uh, in Singapore. My parents absolutely loved it there as did I. Um, and it was good to have a, a really different, you know, upbringing to most, and, you know, when you tell people about Singapore, they're always like, oh, really? Um, which quite which shocks people. Right. Yeah, you don't look like your typical uh, Singaporean. Um, yeah, I know. Sure. <laughs> um, and while you were there, you appeared in three Youth World Cups. Um, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. So I was playing. Um, so I went, there's a, there's a thing called Gothier Cup in Sweden. Okay. Um, and I and I rep- I represented a team called um, JSSL. And it was one of the one of the very few teams that, uh, represented so-called Singapore um, out of Southeast Asia um, at this Gothier Youth World Cup, and it happened about once a year. And it's supposed to be the biggest, uh, biggest like youth um, tournament. I don't know if it still is, but certainly back then it was. So it was like a club thing. Uh, obviously, as I wasn't officially allowed to represent Singapore, but we were representing Singapore as we were one of the only Singaporean teams. So I was lucky enough to do that like two or three times, which is um, obviously amazing. Great, great. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay, so Toby, this is a cheeky wee question here. Because of you appearing for Singapore or representing them, do uh-huh. you consider yourself more Scottish or Singaporean? <laughs> <laughs> your dad might be listening. 
<laughs> yeah, no, he probably is. Um, I don't know if my dad would if my dad would even want me to say Scottish. To be honest, as he's he's a big fan of Singapore, but I'm definitely. I mean, my my cousins are Scottish. My dad's obviously Scottish. My uncle, my aunt are all Scottish. My grandpa's Scottish, so definitely probably more Scottish. Um, but I have spent, even though I've spent more time in Singapore than I have actually Scotland. So if it came down to, to an international selection, where would you end up? If I got to choose, I would choose England. Unfortunately, sorry, Ian. Um, uh, right, we can end right now. <laughs> <laughs> as my uh, my mum's English, and obviously I sound English, and I went to school there. And if I got the choice, it would be England. But that's not to say that I wouldn't represent Scotland, as I was. I would obviously love to do so. Right, right. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, how did you end up coming to uh, the United States and uh, Memphis University uh, specifically? Yeah, so I came to America about two and a half years ago, um, like in the height of um, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was playing uh, non-league in the sixth, seventh division in England for a men's team. I was I just finished school. Um, I was having a couple of trials. I was at Derby County um, for a little bit. And then obviously COVID just took over the whole um, sporting circuit in England. They shut down the non-league staff and I was kind of left in a position where, to be honest, I didn't have a team. I was, you know, it was kind of always an awkward I was age. I was 18, 19. I didn't really know what to do. And I'd known lots of guys that had come up to the States. Um, and I had, um, I had a game at St. George's Park when I was representing uh, England schoolboys. And there was a representative there from an uh, Ashland University, which is a D2 up in Ohio. And he recruited me to go there um, just before COVID. So I'd signed there, I committed there, and then that fell through. And then he actually ended up moving to Coastal Carolina. And then a couple months later, uh, he reached out to me um, and asked me, you know, rep- obviously presented me with this opportunity to go to Coastal um, in South Carolina. Uh, and a couple months later, I was there in January 2021. Um, I didn't play any games and I was only there for for one semester um, as there was like a rule that if you joined halfway through the year, you, you weren't able to compete. So unfortunately, I wasn't. But I met some great people um, and lots of the squad members left uh, after that semester. I think we had like 25, 30 guys move on. So I ended up moving from Coastal to Memphis with Gabby Adriano, who was obviously on the Jacksonville Armada team this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were at Coastal together. and We um, kind of thought that we would try and go to the same place, not thinking that it would actually happen. Um, and we, I actually ended up using his agency. So lots of these internationals you end up using these um these American agencies, and there's obviously every single country has loads in England. There's so many, but he used a company called NSSA, uh, which is a Danish company that helps guys from Denmark, youth players come over to the States. And I got in contact with him and, you know, and, and explained my situation to him. And he helped me out along with Gabby. And um, we both ended up at, at University of Memphis in Tennessee. Um, and I was there for two years, um, which was great. Um Played some, you know, played to the highest level of college soccer. Made the national tournament last fall. Scored some good goals. Met some great people and got a real taste of what, you know, that top college 
soccer level is about playing against Ohio State, Lipscomb, St. Louis, USF, UCF, you know, getting, it was really good to be in and amongst that. Um, but I think in the end, um, probably looking forward to it, maybe a question you're going to ask in a minute and why I moved on was probably wasn't really what I was looking for and the whole, you know, American experience. And obviously I came down to Jacksonville in the summer and I absolutely loved it. I love Jacksonville. I love St. Augustine. I just love the whole area. I love, I love that. It's just like soccer here is huge. Um, and obviously Tommy helped me out a lot. I'd, the Flagler coaches came down to watch a few games and obviously I moved on from, from Memphis to, um, to Flagler. So that actually, that kind of led into uh, my next question for you. Um, this past summer, you and gave you were part of that Armada NPSL yeah. team. Um, how yeah. did the connection happen for you to get here? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I hadn't played in a summer league before. I usually go home, um, just get summoned by my mother uh, back home. And uh, she uh, she was fine with me staying this summer. And I really wanted to stay and play. And um, I reached out to Matt. Matty Arles' old school um, a guy that goes there called Robin Welsh. He was on, uh, on the Memphis team with me and he, I messaged him uh, asking if I could join his team, which I believe was a USL2 team in Miami. And he said that um, he wasn't sure what he was doing, but he can put me in contact with Matty Arles, assistant coach at Armada. And we had lots and lots of mutual connections. And then I think a few days later, um, Matty called me and, you know, told me about Armada and obviously Alex Irades was a name that was brought up because I know you guys are big fans of his. He wasn't the same time as me at Memphis. I'd, I'd met him in Memphis, but he just left as I arrived. And obviously I knew he went to Jacksonville. So I reached out to him and was talking about, to him about it. And then there was a process, obviously talking to Tommy and was I the right fit, um, etc. But uh, it was uh, it was quite a lengthy process, but um, just connections through connections to Matty Yarls and then started talking to Matty and then one thing led to another and uh, in the end got down to Jacksonville. Nice. So, and I, I do want to pivot real quick. Um, yeah. That these guys don't know. Um, Matty Isles undefeated as a head coach in the NPSL. Just want to he remind is. everyone he out is. there. He is. Um, so uh, just Tommy, you need to step your game up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, but honestly, um, uh, Putting you at Memphis, that would mean that you were there when the Gleazy brothers were there, right? Uh, yeah, so uh, the elder Gleazy, Maxi, he yeah. was my captain in my first semester. Yeah, um, he, he gave us fits when he, he played for New Orleans. Yeah, he uh, is just... Previously. He's just a, such a player. Like he, he came in from his brother's school, which is the D2 in Memphis, CBU, Um and he was just such a handful. Like, he was so, so good for us. Such a good leader. So strong. So clinical. Um, and oh, he's just he was just so good. Um, and I'm glad he wasn't playing for New Orleans this summer <laughs> again, to be honest. Well, honestly, you uh, during, during the season, uh, you said he was a handful. You kind of made yourself a handful in the <laughs> NPSL year. So you had yeah. a couple uh, moments you took our breath away. One, you had a... Uh, a goal against uh, Panama City, which ended up being the NPSL goal of the year. And then uh, you had another laser against those Jesters. Uh, yeah. And that 5 yeah. nothing win, that was kind of a must-win game at Hodges. Uh, can yeah. you talk us through those goals? Yeah. Um, I mean, the first one, 
I mean, it's just one of those things where you just like you just know you're going to absolutely hit it. And I, I, I'm not shy to hit them. I like hitting them, especially from distance. I always have. Um, but I think that one was just one of those like one of those strikes where it doesn't happen very often. But luckily, it was on camera and in a good moment. And it just I caught it so well. And yeah, just, not to inter- not to interrupt. Ian and I were both there for that match, and uh-huh. it was almost like it was in slow motion. It was like a little thought bubble came up over your yeah. head. It's yeah. like, I'm gonna wind. I'm gonna wind up and hit this. Yeah, and, it wasn't really a doubt. I heard someone next to me say, "Don't shoot, don't shoot," and I was thinking, "Not a chance. I'm absolutely just <laughs> gonna smash this." And uh, and luckily, luckily it went in. Uh, but it was it was a great strike. But I mean, it would have been better if it was if it was a nil nil or a one nil. Uh, and obviously, that's why I think the, the the Jester's goal was a little. Even though we ended up winning five nil, obviously it was the first goal, and like we really we had a little bit of a break in between that game. I can't remember who we played before, but I think it was Pensacola, and yes. we, obviously we knew it was quite tight with Southern States, and we were we had a good week of training, and we really really wanted to after especially avenging the loss before we really wanted we were up for that game. So that goal was. Was I mean, I got a little bit of luck from the keeper, but that was uh, to get the boys going. That was uh, a good strike. Put it in the right area. Did, did you give your teammates a uh, grief about the fact that no one celebrated your absolute banger uh, in Panama City when it ended up being the best goal in the NPSL this past? <laughs> yeah, year? I, I did have a few words with a couple of them now after after them saying, "Oh yeah, no one's celebrating the time," and now it's uh, NPSL goal of the season. I'm going to be having words with a few of them saying, yeah, "And no, you've." You've got, you've got video to prove it as well. Exactly. Um, even exactly. if it wasn't on video, that goal would stick with me for for a long, long time. It was absolutely yeah, amazing no. to see. Yeah, it was a it was a special strike. Yeah, it, it was amazing. It, even if the keeper was in great position, which I didn't think his positioning was bad. Yeah. Not many people are getting to that. It, it is. It, it was yeah. class. That yeah, no, it was, yeah. It's one of those where even, as you say, even if the keeper probably gets a hand to it, it's probably still, it's probably still going to go in the back of the net. So, but now, um, the summer fun is now in the books. Um, as you mentioned earlier, you transferred to Flagler, which is yeah. located far outside of Jacksonville yeah. for some of our listeners. Um, this keeps you in Northeast Florida now, um, and you're able to play with some familiar faces such as Miles Shanley, yeah. Dylan Freaky, uh, Freaky yeah. Um, yeah. even Zach Savage, who was yeah. around the Armada team this past summer. Um, yeah. How's the transition been coming into Flagler, and is it easier coming into a situation that you already know a few of the guys on the team? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was it's definitely a lot easier to go into an environment, obviously knowing familiar faces like Miles and Dylan and Zach. Um, and obviously I'd met the coaches at Armada and they're good friends with Matt and Tommy. So, I mean, going to an environment where you know players and you're familiar with the coaches and kind of the area, you know, makes a massive difference than going somewhere. And let's say I went to Illinois and I didn't know anyone. And, you know, it just makes the, the whole process a little bit more difficult so it was really nice coming in knowing miles and friggy and savage and the coaches and having some familiar faces and they've looked after me you know made sure i've settled in um it's obviously it's my third university now and hopefully my last <laughs> um but they've been they've been really good to me um you've already touched on this a bit but uh, i was wondering how much um playing for the armada actually figured in your decision to choose, excuse me, to choose Flagler when yeah. you decided to transfer? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I, I was talking to quite a few schools beforehand. Um, and obviously, I, even when I went to at the start of Armada, I, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. Um, and I had a few... I had a bit of a situation with the NCAA with all the different rules. Um, but it, I think had I not gone to Ahmad, I wouldn't have ended up at Flagler. I mean, I really was quite keen on staying one close to Ahmad. Obviously it's no secret that pretty much everyone that's involved with the club wants to play at the next level with Ahmad. You know, that's the, the goal. Certainly for me is to be part of that 2025 project, 2026 project, you know, whenever it is they go pro. So that was definitely a, a, a factor in my decision-making. And, um, you know, Tommy, who obviously I, um, I absolutely love. He's been he's been so good to me, and he was obviously another big part in me going to Flagler and speaking to the to the to the Flagler coaches. So I would say, if it wasn't for Armada and the guys and Tommy and you know it being so close, I definitely don't think that I would have ended up here. So I definitely owe a lot to Armada for the opportunity that I have now. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, what, I was going to follow up on that. You're talking about playing for Tommy. Um, what uh, what does he do different from other coaches that you have before? Not necessarily better, but ha- what mm. what sets him apart for some of the other coaches you've had mm. in your uh, in your time um, over here in the states or even anywhere yeah. else? Yeah, I mean, there's so many different coaching styles and philosophies, but I think one thing that springs to mind with Tommy is that he's just his man management is just it's it's really it's really amazing. He's he's very personable and, you know, he really looks after everyone and he's got a really good balance of, um, of knowing, you know, when the right time to do thing is, you know, he, he's, he knows when to say the right thing. He knows how to motivate you. You know, he, he's, he's got a good balance of, of, of making it really enjoyable, but also knowing that, you know, there is a line. Um, and also, this professional environment that he that he creates. I'll, I'll give an example. When we went to Southern States and we lost five nil or five one, you know, obviously just appalling, um, and we were all absolutely gutted. But a good example for Tommy is that he made us uh, stand outside. Um, waiting uh, for Southern States to finish their celebrations, you know, and he was saying as much as we all didn't want to do it, you know, he was saying that that's part of being a pro. You've got to, that's how you've got to act. If you want to be a pro, you know, you've got to be gracious in defeat, whether you win, whether you lose, you know, you've, you've got to act professional. So I think that is probably the main example that pops up to mind when people ask me about Tommy is that no matter what the situation is, you're always handling yourself like a pro. And I think that's why, not just Tommy, but Armada as an, as an organization is what it is. And what, and that's why it is so special because from top to bottom, the people that are involved in it are just so special. They're all such great people and the energy and the time and the effort that gets put into the club is just absolutely amazing. Yeah. Good stuff. Cause we were there at, at Southern States. So. Yeah. And yeah. that was one of the things that really, really stood out to me was yeah. I, I've been trying to block that, that weekend out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Overall, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. The best part of that trip was was the crossing into Duval County on, on Interstate Ten on the way back. But that was yeah. one thing that really stood out to us was you know the way you guys handled that. I didn't see you know mm-hmm. anybody pouting. I didn't see no. you know you know and you you guys stood there and, and you know and soaked it in and yeah. Uh, yeah. that was. 
that really did stand out for us. Yeah, I mean, it's a compliment as well at the same time. Mm. You know, obviously, Armada's been so successful over the years. And I think that it it's also the way he makes us look at it is rather than looking at it in a sense of, you know, we've lost or we've just got battered and like they're celebrating mm. it. Look how hard they're celebrating because that's what it means to beat Jacksonville Armada, you know? And that's the pride that Tommy installs in all of us is that, you know, that's when we get beat, that's what we create. And that's in a, in a way for us, it's, it's a, even though it's not a good feeling losing, knowing that that's what it means for teams and people and players to beat us. I think that's part of, you know, that's part of the growing process. And that's part of the process that Tommy installs in all of us is that, you know, you've got to stay out there. You've got to handle yourselves like a pro. We've got to, you know, spend the time and effort going over to you guys and thanking you guys because ultimately you guys are what makes the club what it is. And he's really, he's really installed that side of just like, not in terms of football, but off the pitch in terms of being a good person, being respectful, you know, doing good by other people, thanking the fans, making sure that you, you play, you're not only playing for yourself, but you're playing for the bigger picture, whether it's, whether it's the fans or the owner or your parents, you know, you're not just playing for yourself. You're playing for everyone else that's involved in the club. Good stuff. Good stuff. I can tell you this. I hate those guys at Southern States. Um, I've been there twice, and both times have yeah. been losses. I'm not sure if I'm going back next year. I wouldn't blame you if you didn't. But <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm already counting the days to that game. I can tell you now. I, I was, and I can tell you, I was at both I can tell you games, no. and I I will still be there because it's going to feel so sweet when you guys beat them. Yeah, I really, I, honestly, I I just I can't wait until that game. I just I I just want to play I, them so I, badly. I, yeah, I was there last year and we won, and I can tell you there is no feeling like it. Yeah, it's just the best feeling in the world. I wish yeah, that's it. part of me. Even though I wasn't there, I can almost feel it. Just knowing after losing on that pitch, just what it would have been like to win on that pitch and celebrate in front of them. So I'm glad you guys have had a taste of that. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, uh, Toby. All right. So back to Flagler. Um. You got you yeah. get to pair in the midfield with someone that the Armada faithful remember from the 2022 dream season in Mark Berklin, um, which yeah. I'm personally excited for because I think it can be a very special partnership in the midfield. Um, yeah. What do you think are the expectations for Flagler this upcoming season? And do you have any mm-hmm. specific personal goals you are setting for yourself? Yeah. Um... I mean, obviously the expectations are massive. We've got, there's been a few good um, recruits that have come in. Um, We've got a really good goalkeeper that's come in. And obviously I've come in and Berkey's there. So, you know, I'm similar. I think that there's definitely no excuses to play, especially with Miles behind us and and, and Mark in the middle. We've got something potentially very special there. Um, And in terms of, personal expectations. I mean, obviously I've played at the highest level of college soccer and not that D1, D2 means too much to me, but, you know, I'm really looking forward to push on now coming to the somewhat end of my, my college playing days, even though I've still got two more years left. But, you know, I feel like, especially if I'm, if I'm thinking of playing at the next level, you know, I really need to have the, the accolades and the statistics to, to back that up. And I think that's a, that's a big one for me is I've kind of over the years at, at Memphis, even though I've played a lot of games, I had a lot of minutes and I had the odd accolade, you know, I didn't really have much of the end product to, uh, at the end of the day. So I think that's one thing for me is just being involved, assisting, scoring and, and getting my name out there as much as possible so that when I am done with college, it helps me to push on to the next level. 
Sounds great, man. I, I love it. I absolutely love it, man. Can I just ask one more thing on a, a rather silly personal level? Um, absolutely. Do you follow Scottish football at all? Ian, I, I've been avoiding this conversation for a long time because I don't know if you've done your research, but I was actually there was a memory that popped off on my phone the other day, and it was it was a it was a memory of about oh god, it must have been eight or nine years ago, and it's a photo of me at, at in a Celtic strip at the academy. And I was should I send it to Ian and just say nothing? But I thought, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. You know, um, Ian has been your yeah, I mean, biggest we, fan, and you just broke his heart. Yeah, we, we, uh, we've already had the representing England thing. Yeah, <laughs> now he goes and does that to me. I'm so sorry. He stuck, been, the knife, he stuck the knife in, and then he just, just twisted it. I, I am yeah. loving this. This, is, this might be my favorite interview just from the last like, minute. Uh, well, I, I've been avoiding it for a long time. Probably. <laughs> I'm oh. sure I can let you away with that. <laughs> I, I saw that coming a mile away. Yeah, I, I knew it was going to be popped in there somewhere. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Ian. And that wasn't, uh, that wasn't in the notes either, hey, but I knew it was coming. Toby, to be fair, Rangers only have one championship to their name. Don't start, or I am going to be off Ian's going to be off the call. <laughs> Hey, Toby, we want to thank you for joining us and taking a little yeah, bit of time out of your day. We look forward to yeah. seeing you um, out at Flagler. Yeah, um, definitely. Thank I you think I'll, having me. I'll be making as many home games as I can uh, as a St. John's County resident. Yeah, I get it yeah. for free. So, Oh, great. Well, uh, I think the Tommy and Matty and a few of the other lads, oh, Armada, I think Teddy, Ed and Torres are, are coming down for – I think the Palm Beach Atlantic game. So when is that game? That game is. I can tell you. Give me one second. It is. Um, I've got it here. Here it is. It is the the second of September. Okay. Well, good stuff. We'll make, make a note make sure of that. Make sure everyone gets out to yeah. uh, go support Teddy and the rest of the boys at Flagler. That they honestly should have a really good team this year. Oh, yeah, no, we definitely have got some some good players, and with expectations are high. So, uh, but thanks for coming out last night. It was great to see uh, Derek and Ian last night. What was what was difficult last night was um, trying to figure out. You know, we, we didn't, couldn't harass anybody. Oh, I, I mean, we didn't want to we didn't want to harass no, either no, side. No, no, no. <laughs> and, and we were talking to the linesman, and actually, he was was quite nice, and uh, we had really no reason to give him any aggravation either. Uh, so. You guys were caught in the middle playing JFC and then against some yeah. of the Armada boys. Don't, don't yeah. worry. I, like, I, I made sure a few – like I, I told Miles he wasn't good enough uh, and uh, maybe next time he can get in the 18. So uh, yeah, if he works exactly. hard enough, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, Toby, thank you for your time. Yeah, no, thank you guys. It was uh, it was great being on here. All right, we'll see you soon. Cheers, man. Yeah, bye-bye. Thanks, guys. And we are back. Good stuff from uh, Toby. It was great to catch up with him. What a great guy. All right. Poor Ian. Poor, poor Ian. Yeah. Um, I'm still crying here. Yeah, yeah. Ian's a bit a bit broken up at the moment, but I know he's he's a big boy and he'll he'll get over that. All right, so let's talk about uh the uh JFCU nineteen versus 
uh, Flagler College. We were all in attendance. And uh, give us your thoughts, guys. Give us your thoughts. Um, the the JFC kids, uh, they, they're all 17 to 18, but maybe I'm just getting old and uh, they, they all look like freshmen in high school. Um, they were... You could tell that they they were high school kids playing against college in terms of physical builds, um, but I thought it was a competitive game. Yeah, it was split into uh, three uh, thirty minute periods, and I thought really in that first period they they held their own very well. Um, it, you know, like like you said, kind of looking at everyone, thinking, "Boy, gee, these look like kids," but uh, I think they held their own very well for sure. Um, I, yeah. I, I, if you think of uh, the GFC team as a pipeline to the Armada, and the uh, the talent that was on display, it bodes really well for the future. Yeah. So they, uh, the I was also happy. Like the the first goal was actually scored by a former Armada player, uh, Mark Berklin. Um He had a nice little free kick from outside the box that that went in, and it's like, oh. He still got that magic, so it was, it was able. Oh, oh, for me, I was like able to like live in twenty twenty two again, uh, <laughs> uh, seeing him play out there. Um, and then I think it was like right after that, I felt like JFC got that first goal from uh, off that corner. Um, one of the kids that I've been starting to pay a little more close attention to after I met him in the airport um, on one of my business trips, um, Eric Camaro, he wore that number 10 shirt. He's a uh, left winger. Uh, he put a good cross in the box, but even even that uh, corner, his movement's really good off the ball. I don't know if he's 17 or 18, but he's just, you can tell the talent is there with that kid. For sure, for sure, um, and I was I was happy to see a, a, a goal off of a corner. Um, I know in the U twenty three squad that's something that we have uh, struggled with, so that uh, kind of made my made well, my evening. E- even Mark set piece, that was a free true. kick. Yeah, true. yeah, true, true, true. Um, the final score four two. Is that right? Yeah, four two. And uh, honestly, uh, they uh, I, I felt like. JFC almost got another one back, and uh, it, it, and Toby, I think he, Toby played about seventy minutes, and he even got the fourth goal for um, for Flagler. So it was actually good to see him yeah, on the that, score sheet. And that was a laser. I don't know if it was a missile, but it was, it was a laser. For for in terms of Toby standards, that was the the least exciting goal that I've seen from Toby. And it was still a really good goal. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he, he only hits bangers. The thing that uh, really impressed me uh, about the game, though, was, as you say, it was 4-2. But uh, Jacksonville FC really, they they hung with the college kids. I mean, they did really well. And uh, if, if I had one criticism, which again comes through, lack of experience is that some of them well several of them might hold on to the ball just a fraction too long and so the more experienced defenders were able to close down their outlet passes but other than that i mean i was really excited to see what jfc were doing so i actually chatted with uh tommy a little bit after the game just uh shooting the 
shooting the stuff with him. And uh, he was telling me this age group that they've been together for, uh, as a core since um, they were U-12s. So this is like six years in the making for this team being together as a core. And like you can tell that they, even though some of them were holding the ball a little too long, that there is great talent and they know the system that they're they're playing and most of them played within themselves which is should should bode well for this upcoming upsl and mls next season for them yeah one one good word for that is cohesion they played very cohesively um you didn't see a lot of uh errant passes or you know just little flubs and things like that they were very consistent in their approach which is um you know textbook uh tommy k you know, the way that team performed for sure. So looking forward to seeing more out of them uh, coming up later in the, uh, in the year. And also textbook Tommy K was uh, the fact that there was three 30 minute uh, periods. Uh, it gave him the chance to rotate, rotate and rotate some more. So that yeah. that's typical Tommy. Yeah. They had a, uh, the United teams had a full bench uh, for sure. It was uh standing room only over there Pretty in the much. bench. Well, good Definitely. thing they were like they were younger, so they they don't take up as a <laughs> as, much as, space. as us three. <laughs> yeah. We would have taken up that same bench. <laughs> for yourself, you manage, smaller, smaller. You could manage that yourself, Derek. <laughs> I was just trying to include us as a team. Thanks for singling <laughs> me out. <laughs> well, you know, it was a, it was a fun game to watch. Yeah, it definitely was a good night out. Uh, and for, like I said before, all of you uh, St. John's County residents, uh, admission to Flagler is free. And for non-residents, I think it's nominal. Do you remember what it was last year, Derek? I want to say like five bucks. Yeah. So, um, I, I know the pre th that game we went into, it was free for that one. Mm -hmm. And I think they have one more scrimmage uh, this week. I want to say against uh, like Daytona Beach or something like that. Yeah, it's a, nice, uh, a nice, tidy little ground. I like it there a lot. Just bring your uh, bug spray. Gnats were gnats were bad, and they've been bad every think every time I've been there. And, and one great thing about Flagler is some of the other sports teams, like the golf, and uh, I think the Miles told me it was like the volleyball team or something. They they all come out and support each other. So there's actually a decent student section that creates a supporter section feeling. So if that's your vibe. Go check them out. Um, you don't really get to see that too much at UNF and uh, JU too much. Um, so if you want to experience local soccer and have a club-type feel, go check out Flagler. They should have a really solid team this year. Yeah, looking forward to seeing it. So with that, we talked about we had a blast from the past that doesn't like to lose. Yeah. Uh, Mark Berklin, everybody. The legend, legendary Mark Berklin. So we're going to have a um, playback, a little interview we did with him the other day, or actually after, right after the match, and uh, we'll be right back after this. And we are joined by an old familiar face, Mark Berklin. Uh, how have you been, man? It's been a while since we've seen you. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, I've been really good, actually. Um, I took the summer off to try to work on myself. I've been having a little injuries here and there, so I wasn't really ready to play for the Amado over the summer. Um, but I'm back playing for Flagler now, and hopefully we have a really good season. And if I'm not mistaken, when uh, you came on the field, you were wearing the captain's arm badge. Uh, are you the captain this year? I'm, uh, I'm a proud vice-captain. 
Proud uh, vice captain. Yeah. Congratulations Appreciate on that. It. It's well it. deserved. You've, uh, you, I, from what I've heard about you, you've shown a lot of leadership qualities. So Thank it's you. a natural fit with you. Um, you got a lot of familiar faces that you've been around um, this year. I know Jed Bowman is gone, um, but how do you guys like your chances here at Flagler this upcoming season? Yeah, well, I mean, we obviously have to put the hard work in, but I, I definitely think that the material and the quality we have in the team right now, we have the potential to do very big things, but obviously we have to work hard every day and then hopefully we can put some craft together and win some games. Nice, and you guys just actually just played a game right now against uh, the JFC Academy. You guys uh, won 4-2, and uh, you kind of kicked things off there with a with a free kick goal probably about 20, 25 yards out. Yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty lucky, lucky strike to be honest, but I'll take it. I, I don't know if it's luck. We, we've seen you hit some shots from distance. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I'll take it, though. No, I mean, we're playing against a really good side today, actually. It's always hard playing against... Um, at club side when you're a college team because we never really know what to expect but with Tommy as the coach you already know they're going to be um, some very very good players involved and fair play to them they played a really good game and I can see some of them going very far in their careers yeah they did look like they had a lot of talent coming through um, uh, one of the new faces here at Flagler is uh, also a former Armada player from last year was uh, Toby McCollum mm-hmm. which it looks like you're going to be paired in the midfield with him uh, how do you think that relationship's going to work out in the midfield <laughs> I have a very good relationship with Toby. He's a, he's a great lad and a very, very good player that has played at some good levels at the Amada and at the college levels as well. So um, I'm pretty sure we're going to find each other in um, good positions this season. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time, Mark. Chris, man. So great to, uh, to hear from Mark and uh, brings back so many memories of uh, good times of the uh, – 2022 season uh for sure so with that we're going to close this episode out so um want to thank everybody for listening be sure to like and subscribe wherever you may uh find us um reviews are always welcome so we're going to end this episode with go armada go armada and i don't know if i'm coming back but for all the rangers fans out there we are the people (laughs) all right (laughs) take care everyone This episode is brought to you by Cyan Gypsy St. John, serving St. John's County in Mandarin. Make big memories with Cyan Gypsies. With an idea that launched a million smiles and counting, Cyan Gypsies works with you to create a custom yard greeting that's as special as your guest of honor. In fact, we do the work for you, both setting up and retrieving your installation. With over 800 locations across the U.S. and Canada, those magic moments are closer than you think. If you're having a celebration locally or anywhere across the country, visit www dot sign gypsies.com ready set celebrate yard signs for all occasions with sign gypsies